you have now entered Joe's Common Sense, where Joe uses common sense to make sense of today's political scene. Now, coming to you from Omaha, Nebraska, Middle America, here's your host with a degree in political science, Joe Pilas. Common Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Joe. Today, Sunday, April 25th. I know it's been a while since I've recorded. Um, I've had some problems with censorship again online. Um, but now we are back. And much to talk about. Much to talk about these few uh, early months of this Biden administration. I mean, let's, let's look to the South. We have a 1,700% increase in crossings and in people detained. I mean, they're going 100,000 a month from 2,000 a week to, I mean, it's ridiculous. This massive influx of people, because why? Because they're flying these people out to cities with no court dates. How are we supposed to track these people? People are just coming in, they're putting them on a plane, they're taking them out. They're not being tested for COVID. But yet we're being told to wear two masks. Uh, we're being told that even if you're vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask. And now Dr. Fauci is talking about another COVID variant that you can't test for, so you still need to wear a mask. I mean, when are you people going to wake up and realize this is about control? You know, I was talking to somebody the other day about the whole mask thing. You know, the whole mask is dehumanizing, if you think about it. Think about wearing a mask. How much do you need to see people's facial expressions to understand how people truly feel? Sure, you can see it in their eyes, but it's not the same as seeing the whole face. So we're kept from having that human interaction. That way we're on edge because we don't have anybody to talk to. So we're easily more manipulated more easily. It's a complete control. It takes away human interaction. It takes away... That connection that we have when we see somebody's face. Just think about it. I mean, President Biden was on a Zoom call the other day with leaders from all over the world. Zoom call. So they're all in their office. He's the only one wearing a mask. Why is Joe Biden wearing a mask on a Zoom call? This is how much they want to control you. They want to dehumanize us. They want us to get rid of the social interaction so that we're at each other's throat about the dumbest things, about anything that the press can inflame. You know, so that's my side note about that. Let's get back to the border. I mean, you guys, you guys saw we're spending $76,000 per person for hotels. So what did they say? $87, $89 million to put these people in hotels. And yet neither Vice President Harris, who was put in charge of the southern border, or President Biden has even been to the southern border. In fact, in an interview a few weeks back... Camilla Harris was asked if she was going to visit the border, and she laughed. She laughed. So all you liberal hypocrites who cried about Trump, this is a hundred times worse. They won't even go down and see the problem. They won't even take care of the problem. But yet you cried about Trump. Trump actually decreased this. 
with a secure border. Now people are just pouring over and we're putting them into our country. Probably registering them all as Democrats too. How do you have this going on at your border? A 1,700% increase. And either the president or the vice president is there to see it. Obviously they don't care if America is a sovereign nation. If you have a porous border, you can't be a sovereign nation. We're, we're becoming a laughing stock. We have such a porous border. Just show me any country I can go into and get get paid $76,000 to stay in hotels. Well, not paid, but they're going to pay for me to stay in a hotel, really nice hotel, probably get room service too. They're going to give me money. They're going to give me clothes. I mean, New York and California have special funds for illegal immigrants for COVID. And New York is giving people $15,000. So, so New York state taxpayers' money is going to give $15,000 per illegal person for COVID-related expenses, where our own government gave us what, 24, 3,400, Not enough. Not that amount. That's four or five times the amount that they gave us. How is this possible? You have to be a citizen to enjoy the benefits. My taxes don't go paid for non-citizens. If you want to be a citizen, that's fine. Follow the pathway to citizenship. There's nowhere else in the world where this goes on, people. There's nowhere else where people just pour into other countries' borders and we just give them stuff. Please, show me any place else in the world where this is happening. It's ridiculous. We're going to be blood dry on this. Ugh, enough about the border. Hey, Cuomo, what happened with Cuomo? This guy's got nine sexual assault allegations and accusers. He still was caught lying to federal investigators to cover up the number of deaths in nursing homes due to his policy, and he gets a pass? How is he still in office? How is there not an impeachment going on? How is there not an investigation going on? How is nothing happening? How is this not in the news every day? Once again, all you people with Trump, I'm going to grab him by the, you were so, uh, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. Never implied that he did it. He said something, but yet Cuomo did this to nine people. There's pictures of two of him grabbing people and kissing them inappropriately. But yeah, you people are giving him a pass. You're nothing. You liberals are just hypocrites. I mean, you liberals are such hypocrites. Whenever it suits you, you'll have outrage. So somebody saying something versus nine actual accusers with pictures, and you're like, oh, okay, that's okay, he's a great guy. Oh, wait, he killed my grandpa. Oh, but that's okay. He gets a free pass. And why is this? It's because of the press. It's because of the liberal press. It's because of social media being controlled by liberals as well. They're censoring their content. I love how Trump was removed for Twitter for telling people to peacefully protest. Yet LeBron James, you know, LeBron James can dunk a basketball, so suddenly he's Malcolm X. Think about that one. Now he thinks he's Malcolm X because he can dunk a basketball. 
I heard a funny comparison the other day. Um, he was compared to... Uh, LeBron James was compared to Colin Kaepernick, so he's the Colin Kaepernick of the NBA. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But, you know, we all heard about this unfortunate shooting in Ohio where this girl was trying to stab another girl. Trying to stab two girls was swinging at people with a knife and the cop shot her. I mean, think of the situation the cop was in. So if the cop doesn't shoot her, then what? Oh, the cop cop hates black people. He's a racist. He didn't want to save a black girl. Cop shoots somebody. Oh my God, he's a racist. He shot this girl. Cop can't win. Somebody's swinging a knife. Where are the adults? Where are the adults in all this? You know, and all the outrage that goes against the cop. How about holding the 16-year-old girl responsible for her own actions? This girl walks back inside of her house in front of adults, grabs a knife, goes out and starts swinging it at people. So LeBron James thinks it'd be, it'd be great that he docks the police officer and send pictures of him. Send his name out there. So his several million dollar, you know, several million followers can can get on this guy. When the guy didn't do anything wrong. Even CNN, after watching the toll tape, admitted he didn't do anything wrong. We saw NBC News, when they played the story, delete the fact about the fact on the 911 call where the person said she's out here swinging a knife. They cut that off. So it fit their narrative. I mean... If your kid's 13 years old and he's out shooting cars at 3 a.m. and your 16-year-old walks in your house, grabs a knife, walks back outside and stabs somebody, you know, the police aren't the problem. The schools aren't the problem. The teachers aren't the problem. America isn't the problem. You, the parent, are the problem. You, the parent, are the problem. You, the parent, are the problem. You know, Reagan said it best about you know, people not accepting, you know, people need to accept responsibility. We need to hold the person who violates the law responsible. So, so, so what does MSNBC come out into? So Joy Reid, the, probably the most racist person ever, has all these people claiming that uh, every white person is a racist, every cop is a racist, spewing intense hatred. Not even showing the whole video of the cop, of this incident. And then basically, there's all these tweets that come out and say, it's okay to stab someone. The cops shouldn't care because that's normal behavior. So apparently, it's normal behavior now for kids to have knife fights and stab each other and kill each other. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe me growing up in the 70s, uh, we didn't have that happen as kids. I don't know, is, can anybody confirm to me that that's normal now? I, I would think we'd be reading about more stabbings then. You know, but what a situation for this cop to be, and he can't win. Either way, he can't win with this, with this hypocritical liberal mob. And then you have the press. You have NBC editing footage. You have MSNBC pushing hatred, just spewing hatred without even telling the truth. You've got LeBron James doxing and threatening a police officer, but yet... That's okay to still be on Twitter. People, can you understand? There's, there's the free press works for the works for the Democrats. They, they're, they're, it's liberal driven. They don't care about anything but their narrative. Why would you edit stuff? How does LeBron James get a pass for that? 
Come on, Dorsey. Good God. You know, all the while we just sit back. You know, the capital gains tax is going to 40% now. We saw that that hurt the market the other day. You know, gas prices have increased by 27%. You know, it's, it's just amazing and people are like, oh, well, this is all Trump's fault. Well, no. Trump didn't leave office signing like 55 executive orders. Biden came into office signing 55 executive orders without determining if any of them were doing any good. So what's this going to do to investments? What's this going to do? You know, we're, they're trying to put the oil industry out of business. And who's going to, you know, that, that's the thing. Who's going to pay for all this? These trillion dollar plans. You know, this $2.9 trillion plan. Now they want to do an infrastructure $2.9 trillion plan. Okay, so infrastructure is only the hard workings of a city. So like roads, telephone lines, sewer lines, water mains, stuff like that. So it doesn't include, you know, elderly services. That's not infrastructure. Please look up the definition for infrastructure. It's not an infrastructure bill. It's a social program bill under the guise of a infrastructure bill. I mean, how are we going to pay for that on top of this other $2.9 trillion? Now they want another $2.1 trillion? And they're not, you know, they're not trying to pass a bill or have it go through the, the, the Senate or Congress. You know, he's just signing this stuff away. According to, according to Joe Biden, no amendment is absolute. So the Second Amendment is not absolute. When people do that argument, I go, okay, well then I guess it's not absolute that women can vote. I guess it's not absolute that we should not have slavery anymore. Okay, amendments are absolute. It's the basis of our government. It's the basis of the Constitution. If you want to amend an amendment, it's two-thirds. But please tell me when any of the amendments in the original Constitution have been amended, they haven't. Because it just doesn't happen, people. But that's how he's going to get away with taking your gun rights. We're seeing it trickle and trickle and trickle more and more on this gun. I don't see any bills going through. I don't see any legislation. I don't see anybody um, testifying before our joint congressional committees. Um, I see a flick of a pin again on this stuff. I mean, to me, it's it's just a joke. And, and these various things that they, they want to continue to push. You know, let's give statehood to D.C. And why do you think they want to do that? Why do you think the Democrats want to give statehood to D.C.? Because states get how many senators? They get two senators. So, more than likely, since D.C. is a Democratic liberal city, it'll be two Democratic senators and one House of Representatives. You know, we have to go pretty far back to find out why this is a bad idea. So we go all the way back to the Federalist Papers. So this was written by Madison, uh, January 23rd, 1788. Okay. The indispensable necessity of complete authority at the seat of government carries its own evidence with it. It is a power exercised by every legislature of the Union, I might say of the world, by virtue of its general supremacy. Without it, not only the public authority might be insulted and its proceedings interrupted with impunity, 
but a dependence of the members on the general government on the state, comprehending the seat of the government for protection in the exercise of their duty, might bring on the national councils an imputation of awe or influence equally dishonorable to the government and dissatisfactory to the other members of the Confederacy. So, basically, what they're saying is that there should not be a state that controls the seat of government. So when they set up this government, they decided to set up this 10-mile... plot for the government taking away from states so I mean it, it shows you right there in the Federalist paper why it was such a bad idea because why should the House of Representatives have to depend on the state of Washington D.C. to provide services what if the city doesn't want to provide services for the representatives or the congressmen or hold them I mean that was a whole thing. It needs to be an independent place. That was a whole thought on Madison, what Madison was having. Is it needs to be independent from any state control. It needs to be its own sovereign nation. Period. But no, we just want statehood. So what? So we can get two more senators. My best is the court packing. Let's add four. They want to add four to make it a total of 13. So let's add four more justices to the Supreme Court and pack the court. So their excuse is that the Republicans pack the court. So now apparently, I mean, are you guys seeing they're changing the definitions of of things? So apparently court packing equals um, legally replacing justices that have either retired or through attrition or have died, as in the Supreme Court. So apparently legally replacing judges is court packing. So that's the gist of the argument right now that the Democrats are pushing online, um, in the news, um, is that, oh my God, they, they, they did this when they put three Supreme Court justices in, even though three died, one retired, I don't know. You know, we're legally replacing them. We've got justices that need to be replaced, U.S. Attorney, you know, District Court judges, Circuit Court, U.S. Appeals. I mean, all these courts that the president gets to legally appoint people to. So the Democrats are trying to equate the fact that legally replacing and legally doing your constitutional duty to do this is is the same as court packing. And it's funny because when you talk to people online about this or you try to have a conversation with anybody about this, people don't understand that this number's been set, set since 1889. You know, FDR talked about it last. Everybody said it was a terrible idea. Um, Ruth, Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG, the big uh, liberal justice. Oh, my gosh, she's, she was everything to these people. Um, said it was a horrible idea. Justice Breyer, one of the most liberal Supreme Court justices also says it's a horrible idea. And and what people don't understand is that the exact same thing the Republicans did, the Democrats have done in the past. But people don't want to look past the Obama administration. So people feel, when you talk history or politics anymore, that, that anything prior to Obama like didn't exist. So when you try to point out that, hey, the Democrats have done this before and this year and this year and this year, I mean, they've been appointing, you know, appointing Supreme Court justices since, you know, they, they started the Constitution since the Supreme Court was founded. I mean, so this has been going on forever. 
So it's always political. I mean, a justice appointment is political. They're just trying to, to get the irony of these people because we're being dehumanized. So we can't interact with people and have a real discussion. We're going to hear these sound bites and these blurbs. You know, here's the biggest joke of all. So now you hear President Biden has this great approval rating. So somebody filed a Freedom of Information Act to get the sample for the poll that was taken. And they found out that the poll was 64% Democrats, 32% Republicans. So, of, of course, he's going to have a great approval rating. If you're a Democrat, you're going to say, yeah, he's doing a great job. But, but I mean, you're asking two to one. So, of course, his approval rating is going to be. So, just take that in half, and that maybe tells you what his real approval rating is. And it's horrible. But the media are going to continue to prop him up. You liberal people, you Democrats are going to continue to eat whatever CNN tells you, whatever MSNBC wants hatred they want to spew. We're just going to keep letting people be dehumanized, be be ruined socially, be ruined because they can't open their business. All, all in the voice of control. It's time to stand up. It's time to rise up. Enough's enough. Thanks for listening to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Check out his Facebook page at Joe's Common Sense Podcast to leave your comments. Please subscribe and rate this podcast and tell your friends. Catch us back here next Sunday for another fresh new episode.